grounded. He woke. It's the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Couch. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Thursday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. We got a loaded show, high school basketball, top of mind as the playoffs get back underway in Class A and Class B. We are into the regional round. We have an update from one of the sites already due to the weather, and we'll tell you what the broadcast schedule is on Paragon TV today. Also, some other games for local teams that will be going on today. So lots of high school basketball right at the top of the show. Some other things we might get we might get into. Pac-12. Wah, wah. Did you see that report yesterday? No. CBS and Turner Sports have backed out of negotiations with the Pac-12 media rights deal. Not looking good for the remnants of the Pac-12. So what's it all going to look like? I think I know. I think I might know. Okay. So we'll talk about that maybe. Uh, McShay's post-Super Bowl mock draft, we've got that. I've been trying to get to what the Thunder are going to do in the, in the uh, post-All-Star break and what makes sense. I've got some different things written down. I have a very on-the-fence answer. Yeah, well, that's, it's kind of <laughs> uh, the stuff I wrote down is kind of on the fence, except for one thing maybe that might sway you if uh, if it can happen after, after the Thunder win again last night. Just dis- dismantling the Rockets again. What are they? They beat them like two ninety to one hundred and fifty or something over the, over the last or two ninety to two fifty. It's uh, clear what the Rockets are trying to do. Yeah. Right. Will they screw it up? That's the only question. You know, these teams started their rebuild. I saw this last night on Twitter. These teams started their rebuild and their reconstruction. They were whatever, re- reimagining. Is that what Presty calls it? Something weird. Anyway. Yes. Yeah, at the same year. They did. They started the same year, breaking everything down. Harden got traded kind of the same year after Westbrook and all. You know, all that started after the bubble, right? Uh-huh. So 21-22 and then this season. So 2021, 21-22, and now the 22-23, third year. And going into last night – the teams would have the same record at the end of these three years if one thing happened. What's that? Houston win the rest of their games this season, and Oklahoma City lose the rest of the games this season. Oh, wow. That's how far ahead it seems like the Thunder are in their building back up uh, ahead of Houston. So it we'll talk a little you bit. How well managed the Thunder are. Does that not is that not evident? <laughs> well, is that not what it's telling us? Another thing happened in there. Not only did Harden get traded, but you know who else left? Daryl Morey, who was kind of the architect of the Harden trade from Oklahoma City Who's way back when. He's in Philly now. He's right? now in Philly. Yeah. That's correct. <clears throat> so the new and Philly's doing okay. <coughs> yeah, helps yeah. being a large market, sure, but but that's a little bit of it. That's some of it, but the other part of it is good management. Yeah, no, he's obviously done a, a better job than, especially down in Houston, than what than what's going on right now. At least for right now, 
So we got lots of just lots of different things to talk about. Oh yeah, by the way, you know what else happens today? Inside high school basketball playoffs. The high school thing has been on my mind all day. So and I know it's only nine oh five. But Tiger, no, I, Tiger I, Woods, y'all. Oh, that's right. I had it on downstairs. They already teed Tiger Woods. Off. Uh, yeah, he he tees off this afternoon. Teed off early in L.A. Yeah, they. It, but it's chilly out there for those it's guys that started this morning. Yeah. 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 So uh, Tiger, Rory, JT, star-studded pairing. I think their tee time was three fourteen, which I would assume. Wait, is say that again. Tiger, Rory, Rory, and JT. Sign me up. I saw three fourteen for the tee time, which would be one one out there. But I'm not sure what three fourteen oh, oh, was. I don't know if it was our time or east East Coast time. Odd that they would have. Odd to me, anyway, that they would have the late early tee times. Late early. Mm-hmm. Late today, early. So two o four our time. Ah. Late today, early tomorrow. Alternate thing. Yeah, they go. They, if you tee off in the afternoon one day, you tee off, they tee off in the morning the next day. You would have thought they would go early on Thursday, and you'd want a prime time action sure. on Friday. Right. Well, here's the thing: they're going to replay it in prime time anyways, no matter what time they tee it off. Yeah, it's just kind you're of. You're going to find it on the Golf Channel. Time is seven o'clock. You know, you get off Friday, maybe maybe take you know at two o'clock, call it a week, go watch it. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. It's harder to do that on Thursday. Anyway. That's happening today as well. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. That's 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text, talk about any of those things, whatever else might be on your mind. Feel free to chime in. 225-9698 if you're going to be outside the listening area. A couple ways to stay in touch with the show. Log on to KADSAM.com. Download the app. The app's got it all. It's got radio. It's got the penny news. And it's got Big Elk and Paragon TV, which Paragon TV will be on the air for I don't know, 10 hours? Eh, maybe less than that. Eight hours for sure today with all the games that are going to be on uh, throughout the afternoon. you have a list of what time and everything? I've got, right? it. Awesome. I've got it all right here uh, coming up here shortly. Also, the Skinny on Sports podcast, KADSAM.com. You can find that every day. iTunes, eh, every now and then. It just kind of depends <laughs> on when they decide to, to, <laughs> to update our stuff. I keep checking, too. It's like, well, we're good through Monday. But. For sure, K- yeah, I saw the Super Bowl recap was on there <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> so if you don't know what happened to the Super Bowl, we got yeah. you covered there. Well, we got it. KADSAM.com is the best place to find that right now. Okay, there has been an update to the schedule in the high school basketball playoffs already due to the weather up in the panhandle area. And you got it. I have it you right here. Arnett. So, Class A, Area 1, Arnett is hosting a regional. Those games have been pushed back two hours on the start time and also put into one session. You know, so the, you know, in a normal situation, it would have been one thirty and 3 o'clock, take a break, clear the gym, clean, da-da-da, and get back at it at 6 and 7.30. That's not going to happen at Arnett today. They have moved the start time back two hours. So when you're if you're going up to Arnett to watch hoops, you don't have to leave as early. 3.30 is the first game. 3.30 for Arnett, Class B, Area 1. 3.30, it's Forgan versus Hardesty Yarborough. That's a girls game. 5 o'clock, it's Forgan and uh, Boyce City. Uh, for the class, class, I guess say class A, I meant class uh, B, whatever. We know. Arnett, anyway, Arnett, Arnett. 
Class B, Area 1. 3.30 is the first game with Forgan and Hardesty Yarborough. 5 o'clock for Forgan and Boise City. That's consolation games. And then the winner's bracket stuff will start at 6.30 instead of 6. So it's Arnett and Goodwell at 6.30, Balco and Goodwell at 8 o'clock. And so uh, one session starting at 3.30 up there in Arnett. So that is a change from what is – and actually they have got it changed on the OSSAA website. But those game times – have been updated already. So really? Because uh, I'm really looking good. at their socials. And they're not, where did you find this? <clears throat> uh, right on the front page of OSSAA.com. Oh, on it's their website. On their website. I guess that's where I should start. Yeah, the, the brackets on the website have been updated with these times. There you go. So way to go there for whoever the webmaster is at the OSSAA updating those times. So that's the only thing we know that's changed. Uh, is what's going on in Arnett today in the regional tournament. Uh, for us, uh, Paragon TV, let's start in Class A girls. Paragon TV will have two Class A girl ga- girls games today, both winner's bracket regional tournament action. You will be at Apache for Canute and Hollis, and then we'll also have Arapahoe Butler and Velma Alma. That's going to be 6 o'clock tips for those to Class A girls area games. Arapahoe Velma Almo is being played in Union City. Some other games of interest around the area in Class A girls. Don't speed through Union City, by the way. Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, matter of fact, as soon as you turn onto Highway 81 South, <laughs> you, I would go the damn speed limit. <laughs> all the way to Chickasha. Yeah, all the way. <laughs> if you're going to Chickasha. Remember, remember that next week. Well, yeah, when you're going next week to Chickasha. <laughs> Hopefully I'm going. Yeah, Union, Union City's first, isn't it? Yeah, it's right there on the south side Union of City, then Minko, then yeah. Amber, or Pocasset, I guess is actually Pocasset. Yeah, they'll yeah, get don't you. Don't be speeding through they'll, there. They'll get you. Especially on the trip home. Yep. There's a couple places where I always find them hiding. Yeah. And it's impossible to see until it's too late. Yeah, yeah pay attention to those speed yeah, the, limits. Matter of fact, there is a Loves on the west side yeah. of the highway Right about where the the speed limit changes, and it's pretty far north of Union City. Yeah. It goes from 65 to 55. And you see old Johnny Log Dog hanging out there a pretty whole bunch when you go through there. So be careful going to Arapahoe Butler fans. Be careful. Don't say we didn't warn you. Do you think the OHB likes that? Like, like we're telling you, be careful. Or they sit. I think they do like it. Well, here's the deal. Authorities, I guess. I'd say a lot of times it's not OHP. A lot of times it's, it's local guys or county. or county guys. They just want everybody to be safe. They're not yeah. after your money. They want you to slow down. Yeah. <clears throat> They'll get it. If they're not after it, they might get it. Okay, That's other Aaron, games. Aaron Kalk, who it drives is. a – Hey, whoa. <laughs> a KECO Hummer sometimes. Yeah, it won't be that. <laughs> Pull <Cool>. that over. <laughs> Whoever it is, won't be me. <laughs> Not me. Class A girls, uh, other games that are of note, Texoma and Cyril. That's a winner's bracket game. Is that in Cheyenne? No, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is in Cheyenne. Uh, The winner of that will play the Canute Hollis winner. Right. You've also got Turpin and Burns Flat Dill City. That's a consolation game at 130. Why is that important? Because the winner of that game will play the Canute Hollis loser. Right. Then you've also got winner's bracket action in, er, in other areas. Hydro Weekly's playing uh, Warica. And then consolation bracket, this is important uh, for some local stuff. Navajo plays Bingaroni at 130 today. 
They'll play the loser of Texoma Surreal. And then you got Cordell and Sterling at 130, also in Class A girls. Class A boys, Paragon TV today. First game, 3 o'clock. You will be in Apache for Canute and Snyder. That's an elimination game in the consolation bracket. Any changes on the Leedy Games of Beaver? Not that we know of. Question on the text line. We do not know of any changes to Leedy and Beaver at this moment. All we know of is the Arnett Regional changing, uh, being pushed back two hours to 3.30 and then running straight through. Take the chains for your tires. You never know. Yeah, we do not know anything. <laughs> I don't know about the condition. Honestly, I don't know what the conditions are right now. If they're, I mean, you one would, have, one would think heard. if Arnett is in bad shape, Beaver would be too. But yeah, without that decision, further north, yeah, you know, the decision just hasn't been made yet. I saw they the state put out, you know, the the state they'll put out a reduction of service for state employees. They did that last night for the pretty much the entire Panhandle. I think even Woodward County. Anyways, they were anticipating some some yeah slippery stuff up there. Haven't heard anything yet. Not yet. Not on Beaver. Just on Arnett. Uh, let's see, Class A boys. So you're. At Apache, 3 o'clock, that's Knute and Snyder. Winner plays the Texoma Surreal loser tomorrow. Loser's out. We've also got winner's bracket games. Uh, also from Apache, Hollis and Apache will play at 7.30. And then uh, in Union City, it'll be Arapahoe versus Velma Alma. So girls and boys, same teams there in the winner's bracket of that regional. Other games of note, Turpin uh, plays Burns Flat, Dill City at 1.30. You've got a, that's a consolation game. You got winners bracket action between Carnegie and Wilson at seven thirty, and then Hydro Weekly and Tushka. That's an interesting game. Some teams that have uh, been really good lately. I mean, the defending champion might be two and Q if if Hydro Weekly beats Tushka. Isn't that wild? Very wild. I don't see that very often. All right, then class. That's a, that's a game you're used to seeing on a maybe uh, Friday on a Friday at the night. big house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not this year. Nope. Uh, Class B girls, Paragon TV schools. We've got starting it off, consolation bracket at 1.30. It's Granite and Eric. So you can see that one on Paragon TV, 1.30, Granite and Eric. And then two night games, leading in Tyrone, as far as we know, is a 6 o'clock start at the moment um, up there in Beaver. And then also Hammond and Duke from Hammond. That's a 6 o'clock start as well. Some other games of note. In Class B girls today from around the area, Sweetwater and Tipton is a consolation game at 1.30. Mount View Go-To-Go Sentinel is a winner's bracket game at 6 o'clock. Winner of that plays the winner of Hammond Duke, right? I think right, that's right. Right, Okay. right. And then finally, Class B boys, Paragon games today. We've got a consolation game between Eric and Mountain View Godibo, Paragon TV at 3 o'clock, and then two winner's bracket games, Hammond and Duke at 7.30, Leedy and Visai at 7.30. Other boys games, Granite and Sentinels at 7.30, and then Corn Bible Academy and Tipton is at 1.30. So that rounds out basically the entire schedule for the day. If you um, didn't get that written down, ParagonTV.com, we've got all this posted uh, for the schedules for the day uh, of the Paragon TV schools. We've also got brackets up, so if you're looking for your favorite team, you can find it there as well. Um, what about, uh, you know, it's kind of odd to the maybe the only two Paragon TV schools that haven't played each other is Canute and Hollis. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like Hollis has played some of these other teams. Uh, what have you seen from uh, the Lady Tigers? And, and as we know, Canute's been rolling on the girls' side. Yeah, um, I was looking back at Hollis's schedule, and and we were we were kind of 
kind of take, like shocked that they beat Navajo last week in the district. And then I looked at it and I go, well, why should we shock, be shocked? They beat them earlier in the year. They're two and one versus versus Navajo. So they are very familiar with Navajo. And sometimes it doesn't matter what the record is or the ranking is. Sometimes you just don't match up well with other teams, you know. Um, so Hollis, is, they've had uh, Navajo's number two out of three times this year. So maybe it shouldn't be so shocking. But um, I, I, but when I say that, I'm trying to be very, again, on the fence. But it's a night, or it's a matchup nightmare, I think, for Hollis. Uh, I think Canute's a little bit more athletic than, than Hollis is. Uh, but still, Canute needs to come out, hit their shots, which they've been doing very well. And of course, that defense. So I think they should be okay. Um, but credit Hollis. The, the, they, they're in this position for a reason. I yeah, mean, they won they, two games last week. They won two. Yeah. So, um, um, but, I, you know, good coaching with good coaching. Uh, you know, when Coach Riddling, she's going to have those girls prepared and, and have their attention focused on Hollis and not what potentially could be waiting for you in Cheyenne on Saturday. Well, here's another thing. As we heard on Monday uh, from uh, someone that follows Hollis, they won that game against Navajo and committed 35 turnovers. You can't do that. That ain't going to happen. No. That, 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 that doesn't hardly happen against anybody. No. But uh, that – that's not going to happen tonight. If Hollis commits 35 turnovers, Canute will run him out of the gym, and there's just nothing else you can say about it. That's what will happen if the Lady Tigers turn the ball over like that. Uh, Canute will play at Apache today at the sub-site, and then their actual regional main site, we had the question on the text line, is in Cheyenne. Right. So after today, everything will be up at Cheyenne in that uh, Class A regional tournament. Yeah, yeah. That's the Of course, that's the 6 o'clock tonight, the game before the boys. It, it's, it's the darndest thing. You know, Hollis boys got that win too over Snyder. And looking at Snyder, uh, we'll call it what it is. That was an upset. Snyder started five. They start five seniors. At least they did the last time out. But potentially projected starting lineup, five seniors. They have six on the team, and I'm sure he comes off the bench uh, pretty regularly, that sixth senior. So, again, a lot of experience right there going up against the uh, – a heavily, uh, you know, a youthful team in the Canute Trojans, athletic but still youthful. It's kind of an intriguing matchup. You'd almost want the Hollis boys if you're Canute, but um, you you play who you play and and you 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 just take care of what you can take care of if you're if you're Canute. So that that too is a little intriguing for me. I think that is going to be a close, entertaining game. Yeah, the one thing that if if you want to Canute, I'm sorry to interrupt. If Canute plays like they did against Apache tough uh and did not go into a shell when they got down by double digits early continue to grind it out and then open up their shots and hit their shots they should be fine but um sometimes that's hit or miss when when they're shooting and that's a useful thing you know sometimes you're hitting your shots and sometimes you're not and then when you're not you can kind of see that psychological thing come into effect for the for the younger guys but if they can start to come out early and hit some of their shots, because I've seen this Canute team beat some really good teams, Frederick's one of them, earlier in the year, because they came out, could not miss a shot, and that confidence level rose. If they come out and do that in the first quarter, they should be okay. You hope the common opponent thing works better with the Frederick than it does with the Birds Flat Deal City. Um, I don't. I looked at that, but I can't remember. Frederick just whipped up on uh, Snyder, seventy-two forty-six. Canute beat Frederick by twenty at the first of the year. 
then one in what overtime no, the last lost, lost in overtime, in overtime the last time at Frederick yeah. and then another but <clears throat> then of course Burns Flatdale City what Canute lost to them at the end there well, they beat them in the West Central and then they lost, lost in the end at, at a buzzer beater uh, whereas Snyder was able to handle Burns Flat pretty easily 68 54 but that was way back at the first of the year I'm just thinking about okay who all the, who did they both play I think that's it is that it just looking through here. Burns Flat and Frederick. Was the only two that they both played? Yeah, I can. But. Just trying to remember Canute games that you told me about. Maybe Duke. Didn't they both play Duke? They both played Duke. I think they both lost to Duke. Right. 67 32 for Snyder just uh, a couple weeks ago. And Canute was in it for about a half yeah. with Duke. That could be very similar games right there. Could be, yeah. Uh, with those two. Anyhow, uh, that'll be I a mean, lot of Snyder's fun. Snyder's, what, two, three years removed from a state tournament run? Two or three, when, yeah. Um, they had Ryan. Fletcher his, Reed was their coach. Yeah, and they had Ryan. What's his name? Was their awesome? He shot it from everywhere. He reminded me of of their coach when he played at Hobart. Yeah, that's true. That's what he reminded me of. I, I think remember, uh, I remember Lane, that Lane Hawkins, the coach at Snyder's Hammond kid. Yeah. Now. Yeah, where did, Fletcher went to uh, da, 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 Garber. Yeah, he's that. He always wore the bow tie. Yep. Yeah. Ryan, what was Ryan's last name? Smith, that seems too easy. Anyway, he was a stud. That was kind of a shock. I think they got beat in the semifinals two years ago. or 2020 or two years ago? One of the two. Yeah, they had a heck of a run there. And then the yeah, next, they did. And then the next year, uh, Reed took the Garber job. Yeah, he was there at Reed. He was at Garber last year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Will Jones was there before. He's the one that always wore that sweet jacket. Kind of a plaid look. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He had it on when they that incredible game against Arapahoe a few years back. Uh, yeah, triple overtime a state one. title game. We could reminisce all hour long. Sure, I could. <laughs> what else you want to reminisce about? Uh, awesome jackets, uh, bow ties, snowstorms, and beaver. The best. Yeah, nineteen seventy one. Where's Chuck when you need him? Yeah, <laughs> maybe Joe's listening. Tell us, uh, yeah. I mean, I heard, I heard one that I'd never. I mean, I've heard a lot about that my entire life because Leedy was in Beaver, maybe the first time since they've been back, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> That's probably not true, but <clears throat> I may have just made that part up. But after forty years, but oh yeah, I heard one just this week that a guy's dad walked from my grandparents' house all the way home to milk cows. Unreal. It's like a ten mile walk. Unreal. In the snow. In the the, the snow drifts. Probably more closer to eleven by the time you start jogging. A little out bit there of, west of Leedy. A little bit of a tougher generation, I would yeah. say. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yes. You had to do it. You had to milk the cow. Throwing a choice. You I asked if he. To. We asked if he went, but he was too young. So I was only like eight or nine. He uh, said the drifts were probably taller than me. Yeah. I couldn't. Have, I couldn't yeah. have made it. Oh wow. But uh, yeah, great stuff from that. I'm sure. Yeah, Joe's not listening, or he'd tell us how he had to walk uphill and both ways home, and in yeah, eighty mile an hour winds and all that. I mean, it's stuff of legends, and I think the legend grows over and over and over, year after year after year. It does, like 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 the fish stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It started out as a killer whale, and it's become a blue whale, <laughs> which I know it was a bad deal because. It's not just Joe and Chuck that had stories about that. We got a whole bunch of people that have their own story of that day and how crazy that was. Um, let's see. Is that it? Let's. I'm gonna ch- I keep kind of refreshing the OSSA website just to make sure we don't get updates. 
Yeah. Yeah, being stuck in the gym for days. That's right. That's exactly right. Uh, nothing yet. So as far as we know, the uh, the Arnett. leading game, the leading games are on on time. The Arnett games have been pushed back two hours. Uh, once again, three thirty, five o'clock, six thirty, and eight o'clock for those start times. It's all just going to go together. There's no break anymore. Have you seen? And I don't know. Has this been there the whole time? The Class A and B basketball state tournament times and dates. What do you mean? Well, they've released. Where are you at? Where are you at here? You go into basketball. Oh, underneath the basketball. And then, like where you find your brackets. It was at the very top. Ah, you know what? Have you seen that? I'm. Breaking news? No, I'm, I'm serious. Like oh, earlier, what? earlier, I didn't even stop to read it because I was scrolling down so fast. Yeah. And I noticed there being being something that was further across the page, and I didn't even look at what it was because I was trying to write down all these games to make sure I knew what it was. <laughs> I'll be darned. That's what it is. There it is. So. Now, it doesn't have. Are, are we to assume, Jared? Are we to assume, because it doesn't say this, it doesn't say a location. This is all in the big house. I mean, are we to assume it's all in the big house? I'm assuming it is if they're starting on a Wednesday. <clears throat> so it's all class. Because so- they break it down. Each day has two sessions. Mm-hmm. And I'll run it down. Do you have it in front of you? I'll go. I pulled it. I'm going to pull up the other one. Go when ahead. It starts Wednesday, March 1st. This is the Class A and B state tournament. All of Class A, boys and girls, will start on Wednesday. Session one at 9 a.m. There'll be four games in session one. 9 a.m., 10.30, noon, and 1.30. Session two starts at 4.30, 7.30. Last game is at 9 o'clock, Wednesday night. All of Class B, same times, sessions one and two, same times. All of Class B will be on Thursday. Basically, Class B will get the three-day run, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's right. But – Based on this, it's all in the big house. I guarantee it is because um, on the text line, 2A is March 7th through 11th. I assume it's in the big house. It is not. Not the entire tournament. The first three days are. So on Tuesday, March 7th, all of 2A will play inside the big house, or we're assuming. On Wednesday, March the 8th, all of 4A will play inside the big house. And on Thursday, March 9th, all of 3A will play inside the big mm. house. Friday, March 10th, 2A and 3A will be in the big house. 4A, I mean, could there have been a worse location for what we do if we happen to be there? Don't say it. Where are you thinking I'm thinking? Yukon. Yukon. Oh. 4A semifinals will be in Yukon. And then Saturday all the championship games back in the big house. So I think it's safe to assume A and B are all inside the big house. Oh, this is with that schedule. Yeah. And then what because the 2A through 4A shows a little addendum to it saying Yukon Friday only for 4A in the semifinals. Really open. We get a lot of local teams obviously and we get some first round wins cuz Friday will be fun and then who knows what happens on Saturday. That's exactly right. Which would be a lot of fun. But Friday, you know, we're used to the Friday Saturday schedule, 9A to 9P, right. marathon of games. 
Yeah, Scott's right. The older I get, the better I was. I, I'm the same way. Yes, all of all of two A, all of three A will be in the big house, but two A is going to get a huge break. When when I say break, I mean length of time, because they're going to play on Tuesday, and then they won't play again until Friday. Yeah, look at some four yeah. A will get a day off because they'll play on Wednesday and they won't play till Friday, and then three A will go all three days right in a row, and all in the big house. Interesting. I mean, when you get the three classes, it's just impossible. You can't, yeah. You, you can't get 12 games in. Not in one building in one day. Yeah, it just, somebody has to get that. Gotta spread that out. Has, somebody has to get that short end of that stick. But here's the deal. It's better than it used to be. Yeah. Because it, it used to be every year, one of those, in 2A through 4A, somebody only got there once. Right. Now at least you get there twice. Now you can, um, at least for class A and B, and everybody gets there. Everyone's in there in that building. You can you can confidently print those shirts and put the big house on That's the shirt right. and not have to put or, you know. Yeah, and you can for two A through four A as well because everybody gets there everybody first will round. Get in there first round. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Just some will have to. Uh, this year it's four A. We'll have to uh, step outside the big house for Friday's semifinal games. Yeah, maybe the best thing about COVID when it comes to high school basketball. Another that's from the text line. Another good thing about COVID. But what are some other good things? <laughs> I mean, that's one. <laughs> I think it's. I think COVID. Uh, I, I exposing got exposing hypocrisy. <laughs> <laughs> How's those masks working out it's, for you? It's probably not died suddenly. That's probably not a positive. <laughs> oh boy. I know you're joking. I'm not, I would say I'm not coming out. I would actually say uh, if you view the SEC move as a positive, I'd say COVID is a huge reason why that happened for OU and Texas yeah, to move the, the SEC. Money. Yeah, that's true. I'd say that spurred that ride along. Yep. Refresh. Let me refresh the OSSA website because we want to have the latest breaking news if it happens. What we do know is the Class B Area One Regional Tournament games at Arnett will now be one session, and the game times have been moved back. So in, uh, the, the game times now, there's no reason to confuse people with what they were because that doesn't matter what they were. Game times now are 3.30, 5 o'clock, 6.30, and 8 o'clock up at Arnett for the Class B regional tournament. So Forgan teams will play at 3.30 and 5. Hardesty plays at 3.30. Boyce City plays at 5. Arnett Goodwell at 6.30 on the girls' side. Balco Goodwell, 8 o'clock on the boys' side. I know everybody's waiting for the information about Beaver because of Leedy going there. Nothing's changed as far as we know at the moment. Something did change yesterday. What's up? Oh, dear. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Pac-12. Something changed for the Pac-12 yesterday. They, sh- they suffered a huge blow in their negotiations to try to keep up with the Joneses and, on it, quite honestly, try to keep up with the Big 12 with TV rights money. CBS and Turner Sports backed out of those negotiations with the Pac-12. So what does that leave? Amazon has supposedly been a pretty big player but here's the question. How much how many how much of your eggs do you want to put in the Amazon basket as it comes to exposure across the country? 
it would sure seem if, if Amazon is your way, you may not get as much coverage and get your people seen as the other conferences. My question to you, Jared, is this a death knell to CW? <laughs> I love That's it. It's a great one. Uh, after this round of Live Golf, we'll have Oregon State <laughs> and Washington State live on the CW, followed by One Tree Hill. <laughs> Season and a two. episode of Dawson's Creek. That's fun. Will Joey and Dawson <laughs> seal the deal? Dawson's Creek after dark, 25 years later. I don't want to wait. <laughs> so. Oh, that's good. Is this the death knell for the Pac-12 as we know it? Well, the value's not there, right? That's what's telling us. <sighs> Doesn't seem like They're it. They're like, oh, we don't see any value in this. We the, the uncertain future of your conference is, is what is holding us back, right? That and the Big 12 now jumped them in line, got their deal done, and so the Big 12 now can concrete numbers. No speculation. They have concrete numbers of what their members are going to be making with the new deal. And I would bet you anything in the negotiations for the new Big 12 rights deal, as they were finalizing this, they probably are, are also put an addendum to, hey, since we're going to be first and the Pac-12 is not going to have a TV deal and we all know nobody's going to want the rest of the Pac-12 after UCLA and USC leave, hey, so-and-so, Fox, why don't you uh, fire in some concrete numbers of what it looks like for, I don't know, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah? Or, heck, even all six, if you want to count uh, UC, or, uh, I'm sorry, Oregon and Washington. You know, the different combinations mm -hmm. of teams. Mm -hmm. You could throw those in there, too. Yeah. And now the Pac-12 is looking around going... Uh-oh. Now what do we do? Oh, well, let's call it SMU. What? SMU and San Diego State to fill UCLA and USC's shoes. I mean, this is, this, they're in even worse shape than when, you know, the Big 12 lost those four. Yeah. Original four. Yeah, maybe we can do it. Paragon Sports, fire out a number. I don't know, man. We get tabbed to do a USC game. I'm not. not oh, we won't not. be. They'll, they'll be in the Big Ten. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. We don't have to worry about it. <clears throat> that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't mind going West Coast. So now what happens? <laughs> uh, listen, it, it it's what happens to the Pac-12 or there's their broadcasting of games. I think it starts with the Pac-12. There will not be a Pac-12. Or at least not as we know it. No. I mean, the Amazon thing, it's intriguing. I've always said that I feel like that's where the broadcast future of major sports is going, and we're already seeing that. And I've thought way back when, before NFL went to Amazon with their Thursday night games, and now that their NFL tickets on YouTube, way back before they even started, I was saying – you know, before the Big 12 had any kind of a network, so that's where they need to go. They need to find a way, like have a go online, and you can just go. The Big 12 network is on Amazon, and you can get a bunch of archived content on demand, live games, etc. 
but um, it seems like a step down for right now to put your entire conference on there, especially Pac-12. Yeah, that's and, that'd be and, great and, for like tier three and tier two, but your tier one rights, you've got to be on one of those college football networks, yeah, right? Yeah, you have to. You have to. And Ultimately, maybe, this is just another sign that, that the kingdom is crumbling on the West Coast. I, I think uh, it just doesn't seem – and who knows, maybe Amazon will throw them so much money that it doesn't matter and they don't care about not being seen. Could see that, but does Amazon want to do that? Will they get an invest or a return for their investment? Yeah, but it, I, I don't I mean, see how the answer to that is yes. I mean – you're going to see advertisers going, we don't want to hitch our wagons to this conference that's, you know, the Arizonas are about to go to the Big 12. The, the you know, Oregon and Washington are about to go to the Big Big 10. So why do you want us to pay for advertising? You know what I mean? That's the problem. I, They've got to do it now. If they're going to, they're, yeah. time is of the essence for them to be able to strike a deal before what you're saying happens. Yeah. And you get the Arizona schools, Colorado, Utah out of there. And then at that point, I mean, Utah, or I'm sorry, Oregon and Washington have always seemed like they've had their eye on the Big Ten. Whether or not the Big Ten would take them, we don't know, but that would seem natural. So then that leaves Oregon State and Washington State, who have always seemed like the dregs of that conference. Right. Does somebody throw them a life raft? Is it the Big 12? Or do they have to forge ahead trying to reconstitute some sort of version of of a Pac-12 with all of a sudden you start hearing names like Boise State, Colorado State, some California lower, lower – I guess Cal, Cal and Stanford are still there. Would they rather be uppity and stay out there along the West Coast? The, I guess basically the question is – for some of the remaining Pac-12 schools we're not talking about. And it's Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, and Washington State. Are they – I could see Cal and Stanford being more driven by academics anyway. You think they'd kinda, want to be in the Big Ten? Like, but, hey, look at us. You'd think so. We really want to – And maybe that's what it ends up being. Maybe six of those Pac-12 schools go to the Big Ten – Six come to the Big 12. And just be done with it. And you end up with 18 Big 12 schools, 20 Pac-12 schools, or uh, Big 10 schools. Then 16, and Notre Dame joins the ACC for 15 there. And now you get now you have the 65 teams that are in the Power 5 currently, all in just four conferences instead of five. Yeah. And, and that, you know, it it shrinks the – the amount of conferences doesn't shrink teams I and mean, it really probably doesn't even shrink inventory television wise. It just makes it more concentrated between the four conferences and the five. That's yeah. It uh, remains to be seen what's going to happen. And, and maybe, maybe Amazon will give them because of where some of those schools are in relation to, you know, the Silicon Valley effect. Maybe they will throw them a life raft to keep that conference together and and pay them way more money than what they're worth mm-hmm. or what it seems like they're worth on the open market even though the but but how do you feel i mean if you're if you're a, a colorado with coach prime ready to roll and get all this national tv exposure and then your game's gonna be on amazon what 
I know it's really early with Ain't him. It. I know it's really early with him. Really early. But do, do you think he jumped the gun going to Colorado? I think he, he had he, to go somewhere other than Jackson State to be able to get well, to one of the big ones. Didn't he have another offer somewhere? Uh, with maybe. The rumors of maybe, other offers? Rumors. But I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say Colorado was his best offer. Otherwise, he wouldn't. Have, he would have taken a better one. You know what I'm saying? I mean, as far as the real, uh-huh. what he really could do, I think he's where he could be. I feel like there was down. Like oh, two you, you hear like Auburn, Auburn, or uh, I don't know if that was one of them. You heard his remember. name there early, but of course, Hugh Freeze I just, was. Snapped. I just remember if it was like two, it was Colorado, and there's another school, and I thought Prime in the Rockies doesn't really fit for me. I don't. I don't see him going, going to Colorado. I don't know. Maybe I'm just looking at. He's just trying to. I mean, did my question was, did he jump the gun to get to one of these larger schools, and now he's at a school that might be looking for a conference? Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, you have to get to the bigger school. Yeah. Because you're eventually you're going to have to take a, a, a lower job to get a bigger job. Yeah. It, for and what he, he's and doing, it might be his ultimate goal is get back to Florida State and. You know what? Succeed a little bit at Colorado. Show at least you're you're viable. Yeah, Problem is Mike doing Norvell looks pretty good. At Jacksonville State against who? That's right. But and with the way he can recruit, USC. Yeah, let's see what happens. Yeah, I've got something even juicier than that because it looks like Mike Norvell may have got himself entrenched. If Florida State has the year we think they could, uh huh. And then that bought him a few more years, and then the timing's not going to work out. You know what could be open for Coach Prime here? quickly if billy napier doesn't turn it around or florida florida wouldn't that be fun man would florida fans accept well yeah they'd love them wouldn't that Anybody be fun he would love them prime at florida would he entertain that well heck yes he's saying he, he's taking that job i guess the real rival florida state would be miami yeah florida's up there yeah sure it's it would state. ruffle feathers it's, it's in state that'd be funny Oh, that'd be great. But those are the fits I'm talking about. You see mm-hmm. him better in a – or as far as everything works, as far as being able to – I mean, recruiting would be a breeze in any school in Florida or or major school in Florida. It'd be a breeze for him. Yeah, I mean, he was do, getting he, – he was doing a pretty good job at Jackson State yeah. recruiting-wise. Yeah. But that's the part where I think he has to show that he can coach, not just bring in that, way better talent. That's the thing talent. for me. I want to, yeah, you can mm-hmm. get all that talent there, but I want to see him in X's and O's coaching situation. You know, at, at what point does he go up against a really, really, really good coach? And then you walk away from the game and you say, Prime just got out coached in that well, game. That's what you find out right now. Yeah. Because if he can do it in the Pac 12, then he can do it about anywhere with the talent that, you, that it looks like he's able to attract. Uh, let's see. Let's let's take a break, and then when we come back, we'll talk thunder. I think it's an interesting dilemma for the, that faces this franchise for the final twenty-five games of this season. Yeah, yeah. Those Florida, Florida State, and Miami do hate each other, which makes it all the more intriguing. Prime don't care. Prime don't care. Don't Give me care. one of them jobs, baby. We'll bring the players here. Recapping for those that are just tuning in. The breaking news of the day is that Class B Area 1 Regional Tournament Games at Arnett will be one session, and the game times have been pushed back two hours. 
to start it. So that means that Fargan, uh, Fargan, Forgan, can't even read my own writing, Jared. Fargan. And so Fargan and Hardesty Yarbrough. <laughs> so Forgan and Hardesty Yarbrough will be a 3.30 start. That's Girls Consolation action, and it'll just flow right through. There's no uh, break anymore. It's just back-to-back-to-back-to-back games. 3.30, Forgan and Hardesty Yarbrough. 5 o'clock, Forgan and Boys City. Then we get to the winner's bracket game, 6.30, Arnett and Goodwell on the girls' side, 8 o'clock, Balco and Goodwell on the boys' side. Hey, buy one ticket, get four games. That's exactly that's, right. That's what I'm reading. Uh, we don't know anything about Beaver, which is where Leedy's going. We have not heard, so I would uh, to me that means assume that it's on schedule until you hear differently. Well, if it's the only not, thing you can do. Yeah, if it's not on this website. That is the only thing you can do at the moment is to assume that that's I the knew, case. I mean, usually we have connections everywhere. I don't know anybody up there. To you don't know. You don't know go. Beaver. I don't know any Beavers. Do you know any Beavers? Uh, I know a guy from Buffalo. That's got to be close, right? You'd think, but then you start looking at it on a map, and I mean, there are some people that think Boys City is right next to Beaver, <laughs> just because it's in the Panhandle, right? Which isn't really the case. I got a map open right here. Let's see here. I'll catch up with me, Internet. Okay. Beaver. No, that's Booker. That's Booker's Texas. in Texas. That's Texas. There you are, Beaver. And there's Forgan. Okay. And there's Tarpon. There's Hooker. What are we looking for? Buffalo. Buffalo. Okay, Buffalo is east of Beaver. Pretty much north, straight north of Fort Supply. Yeah, that's right. Beaver's further west. Beaver is further west. It's probably a pretty decent haul. Buffalo. See, because hour the the difference between oh, it's a one hour drive one hour, between yeah, Buffalo and Beaver. And that's a big difference when you're talking about snow accumulations yeah. and ice. You know, it could be totally clear well, where, in Buffalo. Well, what about well, and then Arnett and Beaver are further apart than that, probably. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, anyhow. We know that our net games have been changed. We do not know anything about the Beaver games. All right, let's go to the Thunder right quick. I've been trying to get to this topic for like literally a week and a half, and we just haven't been able to do <laughs> well, it. Well, I mean, there's a lot of season left for the Thunder. 25 games as they hit the All-Star break last night with a dominating win over Houston, 133-96. to Oklahoma City. I've got some, uh, some stats. Thank you to Royce Young. It's like he read my sheet, and he helped me out with some even, even other stats that I don't even have written down. So last year, Oklahoma City – had played one more game at the All-Star break. They were, listen to these numbers, 18 and 40. Their offensive rating was 102, which is 30th in the league. Defensive rating was 108.6, which was 8th in the league. Their net rating was a minus 6.6, which is 27th in the league. This season, Oklahoma City 28 and 29, so 10 more wins. At the All-Star break for the Thunder this season, uh, 114.1 offensive rating, which moved them from 30th last year to 13th this year. The defense has fallen up just a tick, 112.6, which is 10th in the league versus 8th. And their net rating is plus 1.5, which is 11th overall, and so that's 27th last year. And, you know, it's obvious with the record and the way you watch them, you feel like it's a better team than it was this year, and probably a team that's trying a little bit harder than they, than they were last year. So, with 25 games left, 
Oklahoma City currently sits in 10th, which is the last play-in spot. But not only are they 10th, they are actually tied in the loss column with 29 losses with five other teams, which would move them to 6th, which isn't even in the play-in. You know, so that, I mean, that's how close they are to an actual playoff spot in the loss column. They're tied for it. You know, they just haven't played the same amount of games mm-hmm. as everybody else uh, that, that's around them. Then moving forward, they have the fifth easiest schedule in the league from now on. Two of those teams that are in that tie with them, which is Dallas and New Orleans, have easier schedules in terms of opponents' win percentage moving forward. So that's kind of the case for going for it, continuing to go for it. Now here's the case to maybe not. Maybe okay, Shea's an all-star, we'll kind of throttle back. Right now they're the 12th worst team in the league in terms of wins. But they're only four ahead. They've only got four more wins than the team that's in fifth. I picked fifth for two reasons. One... It's the only realistic place they could go. They've got 28 wins, Orlando with 24. So in 25 games, if you just shut it down, maybe you could get to fifth. You can't get to fourth because those teams have like low teens. You're not getting there. Fifth might even be hard to get to, but at least realistically, you could be fifth. I ran the old uh, Tankathon mock draft deal, you know, to, to, to do the lottery. Yeah. Are we doing that? <clears throat> I did it. Me. I did it just for this purpose, to see what oh. would happen. At their current position, it took me 24 times of hitting the lottery for Oklahoma City to get a top three pick. It took me three times, because since Orlando's fifth, and that's kind of as, as low as they could go, it took me three times for Orlando to get a top three pick. And, oh, by the way the one it was number one yeah oklahoma city's was number three at the 24th time so what do you do i i I honestly think it's too late in the year to tank to shut it down i feel like if they were going to tank they probably um maybe should have done that a little earlier i just say go for it stay the course keep doing what they're doing uh, I'm kind of glad that they didn't make drastic moves at the trade deadline because it kind of told me that I think they are going to continue to move forward. I know Muscala, he was a kind of a key guy off the bench, but um, other than that, I mean, it wasn't drastic moves to bring anybody in or send anybody out that would tell us either way what the plans are. So I just say I, I feel like, and I and I hope that they just stay the course, make the playoffs, just. And I just feel like that is the the process that the, even with Chet on the team, that was the whole plan anyways, was just try to make the playoffs, take that next step, and then see what happens uh, moving forward uh, with all the draft capital that they have. The thing about the play-in is if you don't make the playoffs, so you make the play-in game, you play a game that means a ton. Yeah, are we buying T-shirts for a play-in? And you, but, but here's the deal, though. But if you lose the play-in game, you're still in the lottery, so you still have a yeah. way outside yeah. chance. I mean, there's that. That that's so that's why I say stay the that's course. That's what I mean. Going for if they it. stay the course, staying the course, they've. Can, I mean, here they are 
at the All-Star break, a play-in team. What's wrong with that? I think that's what uh, – here's the thing. Yes, they've been good, but it doesn't seem like that they've really forced the issue in, in quote-unquote, going for it. If you look at some of the lineups that they have at the end of games, they're still playing dudes, that right. that young guys. You know, yeah. the, there was a big conversation last night when I was going home uh, because Dario Saric, who they got in one of those trades, a, a veteran, a guy that can, you know, he's been he's been a decent player. Yeah. They, they're going to play him some. You know, and the thought was, well, he's never going to see the, the floor. Well, they, they played him a little bit last night. And he's a good here, – here's the thing about him. He's not a good enough player to to necessarily make you a playoff team, but he's darn sure good enough to help you get in play in. You know what I mean? I mean he's yeah, a, yeah. He's a veteran player that's been around that can do things. But is he really – does that do you any good for down the road? When, say, Yuzman Jang needs to grab those minutes. I, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, I really think they're just going to kind of keep what they've been doing. You might see a, you might see an SGA or a Dort or a Giddy or even J. Will or, or J. Dub, I guess it is. I can't remember. Santa Clara. Yeah. Take, a, you know, a game off here and there, even though they're young guys. But just, you know, hey, we're going to rest him tonight. We're going to rest him tonight, whatever it is. And if they win, they win. I, I think they're literally in the mode of, hey, We've been, we like you said. I think at this point they're too good. They're clearly too good to get in the, the that bottom three, which everybody was trying to get into last year, right? Mm-hmm. They're way too good for that. But I also think they're just going to kind of go, okay, we're going to play the way we're going to play. We're going to continue to try to have a focus on developing young guys, and we'll let the chip the chips fall where they may. If that's good enough to be in the playoffs, if that's good enough to be in the play-in, or if that's not good enough and we're still down in the lottery, or further down in the lottery, or higher, depending on how which way you look at it. So, and I, I think one thing that Thunder fans can take heart in, we don't know about Chet at all. I do know this. When Sam, pa- when Sam Presti's drafted in the top five, he has not missed. Exactly. That's true. He hasn't missed in the top five. And if you say, okay, well, if we don't, even if we had, you know, the fifth best odds, Dakota on the text line, and I, you know, you never know how the the lottery luck's going to work. But even if you had fifth and you got dropped down to seventh or eighth, look what's on the sixth pick two years ago. Everybody's going, who? Who is Josh Giddy? I don't even heard of him in the in the pre-draft. What? What? He looks uh, they, to be they, a keeper. Yeah, they said the same thing when Stephen Adams was drafted. Well, and what about Jalen Williams, Santa Clara? Took him at 12 last year. He might be the second-best rookie in the league behind Paolo. I think you can easily make that argument if you want to. So it, it doesn't necessarily have to be those high. You and, and you look through the drafts all these years. We talked about it all year last year if the, if the Thunder don't get lucky. Which they did, and they got. I, I think they'd have taken Chet at number one. Myself, I think they thought he was the best player in the draft for months. So I think they got exactly who they. They feel like they got the number one pick in the draft last year. But when you look throughout, the, there, there's there's all kinds of guys littered 
in that 8 to 15 range that are not just good players, that are super-duper-duper stars. Clay Thompson at 11. Giannis at 15. Devin Booker was 14. Kawhi was like 12 or 13. Just to name a few. And And there's somebody in that group that becomes a good NBA player each and every year. You just have to identify who that is. And the higher up the draft you go, the better chance it looks like, and the, and the history proves this out, the better chance that Sam Presti has of identifying that guy. So I, I guess in, in a long way of saying that's, the, that's even another reason why, hey, let's see these guys play in important games down the stretch of the regular season. If you're fortunate enough to get into a play-in game, then the pressure ratchets up even further from there. And if you happen to get into the playoffs, then you see a series. And you get to see another team adjusting to you and game planning for you a year at least a year ahead of schedule if not two so you know as much as it, if if it was a guarantee if you fell the fifth you got the fifth pick you know what i'm saying if that was a guarantee well if that was a guarantee you'd have a bunch of teams that haven't won a game yet trying to get Wimbanyama. but anyway but you know, you know what I'm saying? If it was more of a guarantee, then I think that, that that would make sense. But at some point, man, you gotta see what these guys you gotta see these young guys. Can they even play a whole season? Health wise. Yeah. You know, and then adjust to what you gotta work on with your body. It's like like Shea, I think it's clear that he's getting a little bit tired more tired. You know? Yeah. It just with the wear and tear well, of a the, full season. Yeah, it's the grind of a big season. A That's long right. season. And in, in minutes that, that matter more than they ever have before. And so, therefore, you're exerting more energy than you ever have before. Yeah. We'll get into who we like. Uh, Dakota's asking, obviously, Wimbanyama. Well, there's a lot of Scoot Henderson talk. I, I think the dude from Alabama looks like really in, uh, that Brandon Miller with that size and that uh, skill and that ability. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a guy that's very, very coveted. Um, you know, there's, and of course, there's always G League guys that we're not going to see in the NCAA tournament. There's guys who are going to play great in the NCAA tournament that are going to shoot up boards that have no reason to shoot up boards, but they will because they played good then and people actually saw them. Uh, but that, it'll be a focus on that coming up here, you know, starting with the conference uh, champ, uh, the conference uh, tournaments into the NCAA tournament. I think that's when a lot of people that, that are more NBA-centric start actually kind of looking at some of these guys that are – that are going to be in this draft and then and going to be uh, guys that might be picked, get a better idea of who they are, and and then really start diving deep into you – know, get a better idea of where you're at yeah, in the draft and who's who's there and that kind of thing. You know who – I mean, this is a knee-jerk reaction off of one night, but do you know who would look pretty awesome in a Thunder uniform from two nights ago? Who's that? Grady Dick. He's big. He's big time. Hope fans did not like him. No. That three, mean, at, the, that three at the end of the half. Was does it the, mean a little yeah. more when you say you suck to that guy? Yikes. Everybody have a great Thursday. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Wow.